Captain's Log, Episode 41. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers Podcast is sponsored by a story of beer and cheese Ditmars. Located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. This week, Captain and the Beer Wonder welcome guest beer venger to be and fellow podcaster, Molly Lamb, for some great pours, a compelling origin story, and more updates on stuff we're doing this year that we couldn't do last year. Check out Molly's exciting new podcast, Brews Less Traveled, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to like, star, and subscribe us whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 41, Hazed and Confused. Well, we're the beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Welcome to the Beercast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder! And we are... The Beervengers! That's right, we're the Beervengers, you're the Beervengers, wherever you're listening to us uh from all the places we've been downloaded whether any of those 32 states 14 countries as well as parts unknown that's almost my favorite because it could be anywhere uh we're happy i believe it's aliens captain i believe it's aliens think it's aliens okay yeah it could be aliens it could be mississippi you just can't tell you never know Um, you never know know. a lot of parts unknown in mississippi uh both to us and i think uh just because the zencaster are thing doesn't know anyway happy to have all of you here uh welcome to the beer caps we're really excited uh today because we've got some great pours but even more importantly we have another guest beer avenger to be uh the host of the great new podcast from beervana it's called brews less traveled please welcome molly lamb yay molly Woohoo! well hello i'm super pumped to be here and be a beer avenger for the evening well, you're not just a beer venger for the evening. Once you're a beer venger, you're always a beer venger. For um, life. Yeah, this is uh, this is part of your ongoing uh, origins. Oh, I, 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 I stopped myself. Sometimes it. if I do it, I trigger the sound. So, but you're the beginning fable, uh, starting story, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we have we have we have great pours. We have a great great uh, interview uh, coming up with her. Uh, talk some more ideas about our weekend beer. This is a uh, it's great after the last two weeks of day drinking. We have a nice little evening drinking tonight. It's about mm-hmm. eight thirty p.m. on a Tuesday night uh, in New York City, and uh, I'm, oh, I know you prefer Gotham, Gotham Town. Yes. Well, why is it you pre- is is there a reason you prefer Gotham? Well, because you know it, it's a secret identity. It's a secret location, and it's very superhero appropriate. I mean, it does yeah. sound classy, so I'm, I'm yeah. I'm well, up for we, that. we we classy yo. That's how we do. That's awesome. Right. Okay, so uh, I guess I guess one of us has to go first. Who 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 do you think who do you think should go first, Beer Wonder? Well, I mean, we do have an exceptional guest this evening who I am super excited about. So it seems like it would only be polite if Molly did our first pour of the night. 
You're absolutely right. I uh, that was I was I was testing you a little bit there. Of course, Molly. What do you what do you have for us today? Guys, I have a great one from Listerman Brewery in Cincinnati, Ooh. Ohio. It is their lemon pound cake. It's an American blonde ale brewed with lemon and vanilla in it, and it's delicious. Ooh. Oh, really Ooh. good. I'm looking forward to to seeing that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's crack crack that open. Well, let, I was going to say let's let's see that one. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, good. Very glass. fresh, it sounds like. Yeah. Yum. Like oh, condensation on that. My oh. hands almost didn't. Gorgeous glass. Hold that up just a little bit because I want to see, sort of I wanna see that gorgeous there. Pour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's this wonderful straw color. It's got this gold to it that I just love. Oh, and the head buildup is just beautiful as well. You're getting a lot of nice creamy foam on the top of that thing. Yeah, really nice tilt there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, Molly is a beer professional, so this is exactly yeah, the kind it, of pour it, we're looking I, for. I don't know. I don't know what you call that glass. It's sort of a, it's not it's it's much like wider than a champagne flute, but has that same basic uh, shape to it. That's I've had nice. a lot of practice pouring beer, but uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite beer glasses. It almost has like a little built-in groove for your fingers mm-hmm. on it. Oh, it's pretty. nice, but yeah, it's a beautiful color. It looks it looks kind of just like a IPA mm-hmm. or a typical blonde ale, but then the aroma just really gets you with that lemon and then the the flavor and everything. So it's 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 a blonde ale with a great surprise to it. I think. Ooh. Will you hold up the can next to it so we can see them together? Yeah. Oh, oh a, and lovely can art too. That kind yeah. of like yellow gold color. Is that a thumbs up on the bottom of the can? Is that what that is? <laughs> I actually don't know what that is. It's not a thumbs up. It looks like water coming out of a faucet into a little bucket. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> so nice. far from a thumbs up, but like I actually, I think it's their logo. I'm going to have to actually figure out what that is. Beer wonder because I don't know. Oh, that's that's lovely. Well, here, there you go. Oh, All right. I, well, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's just pouring right in. Oh, look at that. That's is great. That what it is? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's it's what it's what the beer. What's going to happen to the beer once yeah once it's time for drinking? Right. Just yeah. Straight in. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I want to see what the beer wonder brought today. Well, uh, I am very excited today because uh, thanks to our dear friends at Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, I have a sponsored pour. Yes, indeed. Sponsored for brought to our friends, brought to you by our friends at Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars at thirty five eleven Ditmars. Uh, this one is one that I'm excited about. It is a Florida beer coming to us from Miami Dade County from our friends at Jay Wakefield Brewing. It is Rolling Cloud, a double dry hopped hazy double IPA. Oh, Look great. at that, yeah, that looks lovely great. can art, right? Good, good cloudy, meditative, fluffy. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very gentle. So I'm excited about this one. It's a it's a nice eight percenter, so uh should be pretty good. All right. Quite and the crack. here's the pour. All right. I love a good hazy. Mm-hmm. It's one of yeah. my favorite styles. And yeah, I feel like clouds on the on the can kind of evokes that hazy feeling. Oh, I'm absolutely. Sure. Look at well, that pour. Yeah. Well, and see, and what I love about this one is everything I've seen about it and pictures of other people pouring it and whatnot, um, definitely talk about how it does have a slightly aggressive head, like a high level of carbonation, good, like bubble retention up there. There's some extra protein in there. So you can see both the cloud on the top as well as the cloud cloudiness in the beer. So very excited well, that, about that. That looks one. great. Um, oh, it smells so good. Well, as luck would have it, my beer is also a... Uh... 
Sponsored poor. That's right, it's sponsored poor from Astoria Beer and Cheese Dip Marts and Astoria Queens. We actually didn't talk about this before the show. We, uh, we rarely do. Happens. Uh, we, 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 we try to sometimes, but uh, we're so <laughs> excited true. to get here. On the, we don't want to leave anything on the floor that you uh, beer vendors out there miss. Um, so obviously, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast a while, if you've even heard my name, you know that I favor the darker stuff. Uh, but I, 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 this is summer. And uh, and and I'm seeing a, uh, having a harder time finding new things out there because some of a lot of the stouts are staying on the shelf. So I'm using that as an opportunity to rather than repeat myself to sort of explore out and see. Hmm. And I've had some really good beers, and I'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, this one, even though it is a, a new one for me, was the last one they had at a story of beer and cheese. Uh, but they gave it to me, and and also I feel like we didn't really indulge enough in the Pride Week beers. So hmm. this is uh this is the uh, the Bell's sparkleberry oh it's a pride beer it is a uh sparkling belgian style ale it's a uh, tripel oh shout out to shout out to tripel man out there shout out to tripel man yeah yes one of our absolutely i love belgian beers i love belgian yeast Mm -hmm. yeah so when you think belgian molly flavor wise what are your go-tos i love anything that's kind of got like a little bit of like a banana e undertone to it but i love a good tripel yeah but yeah you know sometimes it's like in something i don't know it almost give it like a stewed fruit vibe to mm-hmm. it belgian yeast you know i feel like sometimes it adds like a little bit of sweetness to it oh definitely that's a bison will have a little bit of that banana really does have that nice uh that nice really beautiful strawberry or i don't know if it's strawberry if it's a uh, what kind of a berry it is but it's uh, oh it's raspberries i'm sorry it's raspberries you can kind of tell from the shape there yeah. Nice and tart. Yeah, raspberries are good. Gives it that kind of tart flavor. And definitely oh. I saw some red color to that one as it was pouring in. You've got a good aggressive head on that one, so it looks like it's going to be a nice drinker. All right. Uh, cheers, Beer Avengers. Slancha. Kampai, etc. That's very nice. Very, very refreshing. Oh. Mm. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Molly... Um, this one being sort of that blonde ale. Now, had you sampled this beer before you brought it to the beer cast today? I have. Okay. I had a couple last week. And yeah, it's not a beer I would typically choose. Mm-hmm. I do love a blonde ale, but I don't know if I would normally go for a lemon pound cake beer. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that would typically strike me. I normally drink hazy or double IPAs or stouts or porters. I'm kind of like in those two yeah the spectrum but this one's delicious you get that lemon kind Mm -hmm. of on the finish and so yeah they brew it with a lemon and vanilla they add that Mm. into the uh into the fermentation i asked um one of their taproom managers about that and it's a delightful beer it's super just like crisp and refreshing now you have actually been to listerman's brewery yes oh yeah okay i Part of my job on the Brews Less Traveled podcast is to visit craft beer cities that are sort of known as being undiscovered. Hmm. So like not Denver, not Asheville, you know, we kind of know, but those places can knock our socks off with their craft beer scene. I'm going to places that you might not think of for craft beer. So the first beer city that we did for the month of June was Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So I visited four different breweries there and Listerman was actually hands down my favorite brewery. Mm. I don't know what it was. It just kind of had this vibe of like 
a local watering hole. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, you go in, it's just like this cozy little kind of neighborhood dive bar. I love a divey vibe. It had a bigger back room, actually didn't go in that room, but the front area was so cozy. I got to know Abby, who uh, is one of their taproom co-managers. I had her on my podcast. She was fantastic. She was so cool. And I snagged some beer from her and came home with a bunch of fun stuff. And they're great at doing these sort of experimental ales, Mm. but not so completely off-centered. They're still very approachable. But like this one, this lemon cake, lemon pound cake, blonde ale, it's a little, it's a little bit experimental, but it's not so crazy. There's a lot of flavors that are almost nostalgic to you when you yeah. have it. It's, it's a delicious beer. They do a great job. I love Listerman. We now, featured for- a couple of their beers on the podcast before we had one. I think they're a Chicao Espresso, as well as their uh, Cookies and C-R-E-A-M uh, Imperial Stat, which is, they're both very, very, very nicely done. Nice. I got to know. How- an award. Oh yeah. I, I got to know. How do they get the vanilla in there? Is it like, just do they actually put vanilla beans or are they using an extract? What did, Were you able to get any deets on that one? Extract, yeah. They're okay. using lemon and vanilla extract. It's just less wasteful than using like actual lemon lemon pound cake. But yeah, they've won a bunch of awards. That Chikau you mentioned, Captain, they won uh, something at the Fobab. I think, I think it got best in show at the Fobab. And yeah, they've won a bunch of awards. They're a great, great brewery, really doing a good job. Excellent. Um, tell, tell us more about that uh, beer you have there, uh, Beer Wonder. Well, it, it's, uh, it, I mean, I, I know, Molly, you are a fan of the uh, hazy IPAs, double IPAs. This one definitely uh, checks all the boxes on that one. So this does appear to have been a short run of there. So I wasn't able to get a ton of information about uh, the brew itself uh, and what is in there. Um, but I do know that it definitely gives me that nice, nice sit, a uh, nice hit of citrus that you want from a nice hazy IPA. It's got that good sweetness on the baseline. Um, but it, it does hit me with a little bit more bitterness that I would anticipate for an 8% double dry hopped hazy IPA. Um, so it does end with a nice astringency, which I kind of like. It's sort of that halfway point between that West Coast and that East Coast sensibility. It's kind of a nice, uh, a nice mid-range beer. Uh, really digging it. Um, and all you know, at an eight percent, I am absolutely starting to feel the effects of it after only a few sips. Um, that could also be because I had a light dinner. Um, but uh, but it's definitely doing its job. Um, and and that sort of rolling cloud sensibility i can i i get that it's it's got a lighter body to it than i would have anticipated for something like this so uh scarily easy drinking very delicious nice hit of bitterness beautiful nose lots of grapefruit home run just real home run very good and you captain this one uh I, you know it's funny i hadn't come across my radar at all it's an eight percenter uh or or is it nine percent i think it's nine actually but it's uh it's very it's very easy drinking so dangerous in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I don't taste a lot of the things I generally associate with Belgian beers. Okay, um, you know because you know how whenever time you have an Allagash or an Amagang, there's like the so those Belgian spices are always omnipresent. Yeah. This one I don't I don't see it quite as much, but it's it's uh, the the sparkling and the raspberry is really that's that's what I'm taking away from it more, and it's it's delicious and and light and wonderfully refreshing for the summer. Um, and uh, I'm liking it a lot. 
Well, there you go. It's it's always nice to, to branch ever so slightly outside of our comfort zones, right? Something that we wouldn't necessarily expect. It is. I, I find like every time, because I've been going out to a few more bars this past week, and uh, and that's what I'm sort of doing, especially uh, because it's uh, some of their stouts that they have. They'll they'll have one that I've maybe already had enough of. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and I might have one of those, but I'll always like, okay, try. let me try that double IPA. Let me try that sour. Uh, yeah. I will. I will certainly get more into into that story a little bit later because uh, it's been uh, it's been an exciting weekend beer. Uh, but but before we uh, we get to that uh, to the weekend beer, I, I I feel like we really should. Uh, you know, I, I we've we, we've had our lovely pours, but we also have a lovely guest, um, and uh, we want to know a little bit of how uh, Molly came to be the uh, the beer drinker that she is, the beer vendor to be. Spoiler alert: You'll be a beer vendor by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we really would like to hear Molly's uh, origin story. Origin story. Origin story. That's right. We need to learn how how she uh, she came to be uh, the beer vendor because uh, every you know since we're beer vengers, uh, I don't know how many episodes you've listened to Molly, but uh, but since since we took our name from the whole superhero thing and all superheroes didn't just emerge from the womb. I did not emerge from my mother's womb as Captain Porter Brown Stout, nor did Beer Wonder uh, as Beer Wonder. Uh, we, we we had something that happened to us uh, or a series of events that that made us who we are. So so we want to know uh, how you became uh, the 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 beer drinker, the beer aficionado, the craft beer fan that you are. Um, how how did it start for you? Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great question. I feel like craft beer, once you kind of get into the world, it really just kind of puts its arms around you and just holds you. You know what I mean? You don't want to leave it. I started out drinking craft beer actually when I was in high school. I am from Atlanta, Georgia originally, and there is a brewery there called Sweetwater. And they have a cannabis friendly brewery. Mm hmm. Yep, that's right. And they're uh, they have a kind of flagship pale ale called the Sweetwater 420, and I grew up drinking that like seriously in high school. So a lot of, I mean, I definitely had you know a bunch of natty light by the campfire and stuff sure. like that too. But uh, my older brother Alan, he would always drink Sweetwater 420, and all of his mm. friends they were really into jam bands. It's back when that was really big, like yep. widespread panic and fish and stuff. So we were kind of into the widespread panic scene. Well, that and- certainly fits into the fish profile. The first time you had it, did you? Did someone explain to you what 420 meant or did you already know or do you remember? I already knew. Yeah, okay. I, I knew that that was, you know, like code for smoking pot. I didn't, you know, I was never a big weed smoker, but I loved beer. Like I just yeah. automatically loved craft beer. I remember thinking like, wow, this is damn good beer, you know, at 16 years old. So I started out with a really good beer on my palate and then just kind of always loved beer, but didn't really remain that much of a craft beer drinker throughout my life. I got really into wine for a long time, really into Mm. kind of like natural wines and stuff. And then I was dating a guy about six years ago. He was a bartender, an excellent bartender, and he had a great palate for just really good beverages. And he cracked open a Sloop Juice Bomb, which Mm. Sloop is a New York brewery. And this is such a well-done beer, their juice bomb. It's yes. so, so good. And I remember him opening it, and I just thought, this is such a good beer. And I was kind of blown away by it. It's it's a more juicy, kind of New England-style, hazy IPA. 
which now the market is so saturated with, and there's a lot of really bad ones. This yeah. is the one I always go back to. I just had my birthday in June. Definitely picked up a six pack of that because it's just so well done and it's such a consistent beer. And so that was about six years ago. Oh, wow. And that was one that kind of in recent years got me really into craft beer. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, I was running a business for a long time. I'm actually a skincare esthetician, uh-huh. which I've been doing skincare for about 10 years. I've been running a business for about eight years. And then the pandemic hit and my business, my storefront closed. And so I just kind of all of a sudden got into craft beer again. I remember walking down the bodega and seeing the founders KBS Stout. And I'm such a oh. stout. So I you're saying for that, up- for that five years, you were kind of IPA focused. Yep. I was very IPA focused. Always loved stouts though. And I picked up the founder's KBS stout and started drinking that on like a sweltering like June day. (laughs) You know, there was like dust on it. You know what I mean? Like on the shelf, like no one, no one was drinking this beer. If this was like a couple of months and if it was, I mean, if it was relatively new, there was a version that came out in May of last year that was like the, with the Mackinac fudge in it. Does it sound like, did you Mm. remember seeing that on the label? I don't think that was on the or maybe label. it was maybe well maybe you, you were lucky enough that you see dust I see an aged stout so you got really lucky there yeah it glistened it like literally sparkled mm-hmm. I was yeah. like that's what I want right now I remember I'd been drinking so much wine at the beginning at the height of the pandemic I was like I'm so sick of wine and that beer just kind of called out to me and then I wanted to start home brewing I thought I, I had a vision of me becoming this great home brewer. Guys, it did not happen. <laughs> no, they they always say, you know, if you Google it or YouTube it, they're like, it's as easy as making bread. Like that is patronizing. Homebrewing <laughs> is not that easy. There's definitely a finesse to it. The steps of it are methodical in a sense and are essentially easy, but there there is, like I mentioned, a certain finesse to it. So mm-hmm. shout out to great homebrewers and brewers out there because I, I highly, highly respect that industry. And so I, I didn't really grab on of homebrewing. I think I did two and there, let's just say there were some off flavors, you know, it oh, just, yeah. it, it weren't good. but I was like, I really want to learn this. So I started taking classes online at San Diego state and mm. Cornell, they had craft beer courses. So got certified at Cornell in San Diego state. And then I did a volunteer program at a brewery in Colorado Springs called Rocky Mountain Brewery. So big shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Nick is the head brewer there. And, you know, I just messaged him randomly on Instagram. I said, hey, can I come out and learn how to brew? Can you teach me? Can I shadow you? I messaged dozens of places. He was the only one that responded and said, yeah, sure. And he was so nice about it. He's the sweetest mm-hmm. guy. He said, come on out. So I booked an Airbnb for two weeks and I worked in production and kind of the rest, as they say, is history. And I got this job with Bruvana. That's incre- incredible. And when, when was that again, time-wise? Because it's amazing to February. me that you did, they did all of this in in our pandemic year. Uh, when, when, yeah. uh, when I'm, I'm sure you were like being very careful and safe, but like, I, and my brain was like not in, in finding new skills. And you were just very productive, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. The classes were just online. I started doing those in October. So less than a year ago. And then I went out to Colorado in February, you know, got a COVID test. Yeah. Yeah. We wore masks the whole time and everything. And it was just him. He's, he's the only brewer there. It Hmm. it was literally just him. And so it was just me and him total hands-on experience. You know, I was milling like 
600 pounds of grain, moving Whoa. 200 pound barrels. I mean, it was, it was, I was kind of like, all right, the physics of this don't make sense, but let's give it a go. And he was great. Did the physics He's- make more sense now? <laughs> they do. The, yeah, yeah you, you, okay. I, I could imagine even only just spending two weeks, if you're just that kind of concentrated thing, you would, it would, it would start to make sense to you. It, it did a little bit, you know, two weeks is not enough time to learn how to brew, but, uh, I did, I learned a ton, you know, no doubt. my head was kind of spinning with information, but in like a really great motivating way. So big shout out to him. And it was so fun. And just being out there in beautiful Colorado, I don't, I didn't really like love Colorado Springs specifically. Uh-huh. There's not a ton to do there, but it's beautiful. You're right in the mountains. It's gorgeous. And I just learned so much, you know, just the science of it and the physicality, just how much, you know, physical labor goes into brewing, you know, and I I have such respect for brewers. And so it was amazing. And then I, you know, I got this job with Bruvana hosting their podcast and doing, they have like virtual beer and cheese events that I host. And I do some other internal work in the company, like fulfillment meetings and other kind of day-to-day things like that. But, um, it, it's, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. I kind of can't believe it. I'm like this time last year, I was still an esthetician fighting for my business in the midst of a pandemic. And now, you know, I work in craft beer. It's, it's kind of crazy how things yeah. pan that out. You know? amazing. Well, I'm just so curious, Molly, because I think a lot of people have this, this dream of like running away to become a brewer. And you kind of, you lived that in a really cool direct way. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think that, that there is a, uh, like a a fantasy around what craft like making craft beer is this this like beautiful process and we're just kind of drunk all the time. What is a day as a craft beer intern volunteer in production look like? Like what did you do every day? Yeah, no, I I know, and I did kind of have that sort of aspect in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, it's this meditative thing. You're kind of just brewing and it seems so meditative and wonderful. And it is, there are Mm -hmm. aspects of it that are kind of peaceful. You're just sort of like marinating over this almost like porridge, you know, in the mash. But a a, a typical day I would get there and I would kind of just see what Nick needed. Nick was Mm -hmm. the head brewer out there at uh, Rocky Mountain Brewery that was training me. And, you know, we would either kind of finish what we were doing the day before or we would start a new brew day and mm-hmm. we would just kind of say, you know, what do you want your beer to taste like? You know, and then mm-hmm. we would just kind of go from there. And the way he did the program was so cool because he had never done this before. Mm-hmm. We started out with me just actually going in their homebrew supply shop and just tasting the grain, just literally going and tasting the malt, just like take one little grain, one little pellet of it and just taste it mm-hmm. and go through about two dozen of them. And just taste it and just make notes on it and see what that's like. And then we started out with kind of a fancy homebrew setup. So like a nice big, big kettle over a, over a flame, just kind of like a fancy homebrew setup. And we would do it that way. And then we graduated to the giant fermenters and mash ton and did it in a more professional way. So he kind of took me through this very methodical step-by-step, like really broke it down in the beginning and then got it to a more grand spectrum. And yeah, the day-to-day, it it kind of varies a little bit. Mm-hmm. It would sort of be picking up where we left off yesterday. 
but you know, mainly as a brewer, you are boiling water is a lot of it. You know, uh-huh. you are waiting on water to boil and then you are adding the grains and seeping the grains and then, you know, sparging them, kind of rinsing the grains to get all of the sugar down at the bottom and then adding your hop additions, depending on when those need to go in during mm-hmm. the whirlpool, during the boil, or if you're dry hopping it, adding it in the in the fermenter, you know, later after. And it just kind of would depend a little bit mm-hmm. on what was going on that day and where our beer yesterday left off. Mm. Gotcha. So it is it is sort of like a continuous forever process where you're you're t- sort of tending to the beer over a series of days. Yeah, you definitely are. It's kind of this living thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You have the wort, which is, you know, the beer before it's actually beer, before it's, you know, has alcohol, before you've added the yeast in it. Because really, you know, brewers don't make beer. Yeast really makes it beer. That's very true. The, gives it the alcohol and the and the sugars and uh, carbonation as well. And, you know, you are just kind of tending to this thing and seeing what happens. And there was some times where, like, we would pitch the yeast and the yeast would pitch. It wasn't really active, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so we would kind of have to redo things. And it's a lot of cleaning. Oh, okay. It's like a no, ton. Yeah, Beer is so sanitary. I mean, everything is cleaned. You have sanitizer and cleaner. Those are kind of two different things. You're, you know, cleaning and sanitizing everything before it touches the beer or afterwards. So a lot of times you're, you know, you're spending like half the time kind of cleaning, like mm-hmm. 50% wonder, I, I think, I think when you were doing your home brewing, I remember you being really focused on that as well. Yeah. One of the things that I, I remember was that, that sanitize, sanitizing everything was just so utterly important. And I remember Molly, you mentioned that there were some off flavors in your beer. I know that sometimes that can be a product of maybe something didn't get totally cleaned or yeah. maybe something sat too long. And I can imagine on a massive scale, like you're talking about, that could really ruin a lot of this you know, wonderful product that we all enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. The off flavors a lot of times can come from, yeah, bacteria from from something. And, you know, it's not necessarily bacteria that's going to harm you, but it will mm-hmm. make your beer taste gross. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, it's tedious. Yeah, I mean it is it is hard work, but it's it's just lovely because I hear a lot of people who go into brewing saying that their life is like clean, 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 clean. Maybe taste some hops, then clean. And mm-hmm. it's just nice that you were able to find this wonderful balance in the way that it was this sort of like process that included a lot of cleaning. It sounds like, but that you were actually be able to sort of like feel the creative energy that comes with making beer because that's what gets so many people, so many of us into that, right? I think Absolutely, agree, yeah. Yeah. And, and I love how Nick explained everything to me. And then we would boil hops. One of the days I remember we did that and we just kind of made like hop tea. We didn't drink it because it doesn't taste great, but just to smell it and kind of go on mm-hmm. this like aroma sensory journey with the hops and, you know, just try, you know, I think it was like two or three dozen hops that we boiled and just got to know them, got to know yeah. their character and what that variety of hop was like. And you know, he really just said, what do you want your beer to taste like? You know, one of them, I added cardamom and like vanilla, you know, just like mm-hmm. kind of weird things yeah. in it. And, and just, just to see what would happen. I never got to taste that one because it wasn't, you know, I was only there working in production for actually 10 days. So it's like mm-hmm. not a ton of time to see anything through to fru- fruition. But, you know, it, he really did 
and put a big emphasis on the creativity behind it. You know, it is a lot of manual labor. It is a lot of work. You're going to get dirty, but there is this beautiful creativity. And, And I just have such respect for brewers. You know, it's like, nurses and teachers and then brewers. It's like my top three (laughs) professions that I just have such respect for. You know, brewers typically don't make a lot of money. You know, they're they're, they're not like super rich guys. It's kind of like a labor of love. And a lot of them are former food scientists and these just incredibly brilliant guys. Mm -hmm. It's a very cool profession. I have a ton of respect for it. I don't know if I'm cut out for it, but I loved going out there and and doing that and just kind of getting my hands dirty and learning. It was so inspiring. Yeah. And I also love listening to your experiences uh, in Cincinnati. I, uh, it's interesting because we recently did a two-part episode when I went uh, to visit my dad in Dayton. We did a crawl there and there was a little, Dayton is only, Dayton, Ohio is about an hour north of Cincinnati. Um, and we talked a lot about the Dayton breweries, but we also talked about Cincinnati breweries. And, uh, you know, we featured two of the breweries that you featured on your podcast uh, on our show, uh, which was Listerman's as well as 50 West. Um, and so I really found listening to your first few episodes fascinating because you don't just like throw in one or two beers. You you spend four consecutive, or actually the Cincinnati show is going to be five weeks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So we do a whole month. So there was five weeks. Right, so June, it's a really so- deep dive into a city that you might not have heard of. And uh, and And what a great time to do this because- Every city, you could like, you could like throw a dart onto a map, and you go like, okay, what what good beer is here? Obviously, your research is a little deeper than that, uh, but uh, but yeah, Cincinnati is well, such a great beer town. I'm looking forward to the one you have coming up. Is about the the brew bus guy who just takes you to all the breweries all over Cincinnati. Yeah, and that and for, fascinating for people who may be catching up to this. So your podcast is called um, uh, Brews Less Traveled, right? And can you tell us a little bit about? Because I know it's not just that it's a podcast, but it's like a podcast, and there's another part to it. Can you tell us a little bit about how this works? Absolutely. Yeah. So Brews Less Traveled is both equal parts. It's travel and beer. The emphasis mm-hmm. is on beer, but basically I go to these, to these cities, these craft beer cities that have kind of an undiscovered scene and I discover them, you know? So it's, it's really, you know, obviously the job sucks. It's like no fun at all. Like I have to travel. Clearly, I have oh, yeah. to go to breweries. It's like terrible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. And especially right now, because everyone is, getting back out there into the world and traveling. So this is yeah. a great podcast for anyone who loves to travel and anyone who loves craft beer. And to be honest, who doesn't at least have a slight interest in those two things? So right. I go, yeah, I go to the cities. Our uh, city this month for July is Pittsburgh. So I was just in Ooh. Pittsburgh, visited four breweries. It's always kind of a whirlwind. And I interview people there, get them to come on the podcast. So we're doing it. I'm recording it tomorrow night. We have 11th hour that we're going to feature and that will launch uh, a week from tomorrow. So yeah, it's super fun. I mean, I get to talk to everyone from brewers to tap room managers to brew bus owners. I have a can artist guy coming on. Oh, fun. On one episode. Yeah, like there's so many 
aspects to craft beer, you know, so it's, it's really great. And, you know, I get to hang out and just ask them questions, get to know them, promote their beer and brewery. We have a different beer that we feature each week. Some weeks it's even two. So, you know, people sign up for this and it is a beer subscription club. So it's oh, the cool. Brews Less Traveled Beer Club. So people can sign up either for six months or they can just do one month and they get all of these beers delivered right to their door. So oh, it's wow. a great thing if you're a beer lover Cause these are beers that you can't really get, you know, that's the thing with craft beer. It's so local. It's right. kind of only in your region. So if it's, if there's a great beer from Wyoming, I live in Brooklyn. I'm probably never going to get it. Yeah. You know, for example. So that's I have not yet found a good time. Wyoming beer. I haven't found any Wyoming beers. I found the best I've done is Idaho as far as okay. that region of the, of the world. I was in Wyoming in uh, September and yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually go on like a a beer venture there, but um, yeah, I'm wondering if they, what their beer scene is like, that could maybe be. I feel like the last time I looked at our list, I think we've, we were up to 35 or 36 states and, and our goal is to feature every state on on this podcast. Uh, But your podcast, I I mean, what's fascinating is like, you think you know things and you will always You'll, your your podcast is great to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's entertaining, but and informative, and and uh, you th- you may think you know some things. As I said, I grew up an hour from where her first four episodes uh, were, and I I didn't know that Cincinnati had the second biggest Oktoberfest celebration in the world. Yeah, and I was I, I mean, granted, I wasn't really into Oktoberfest as a child. I left there when when I was about twenty twenty one, but still, I knew I knew what Oktoberfest was, and I didn't know Oktoberfest Cincinnati Oktoberfest one of the was the big, biggest ones ever. Um, and, and I also loved hearing about you talking about Fifty West with the with the bike trail that runs through it, because my dad had told me about that because he yeah. he, had, he had stumbled across it specifically because of that bike trail. I know that's the fun thing about doing this is we give facts on the city. So you learn a little bit about the city and then, you know, of course it's mostly about the beer and we tell you about the beer we're featuring. I research the beer. So you learn about that. I'll go into maybe the beer style a little bit and my co-host changes every month as well. So that's kind of fun. I have a different yeah. co-host in a different city each month. So uh, my co-host for this month, his name is Eric, and uh, he lives in Pittsburgh. He's a, he's a local in Pittsburgh. So he's going to have a really fun insight to the city. I can't wait to hang out with him. That is oh, so cool. Good. Yeah, I'm looking, looking um, forward so, to that. So I am also curious, how do you choose your cities? Can so, you give us an insight on that? Yeah, I actually don't choose them. That okay. is within the Bruvana company. They kind of have them picked. Okay. So I do their top secret until the month, until the new month arrives. Oh, cool. Until we like kind of mail the beer boxes to our beer club members, like then we announce it. Mm -hmm. So I do know what the next few cities are. I cannot announce it. People have to tune in. So it's really fun. But uh, we have some great cities coming up and I cannot wait to visit them. So yeah, I don't actually get a say in that, but I'm suggesting a few, like Birmingham, Alabama, Mm -hmm. apparently has a great craft beer scene. My brother oh, cool. and his sister-in-law live there and they, they want me to come out. It's really cute. They're like, we have a great craft beer scene and you can tell the company that they don't even have to pay for a hotel. You could <laughs> I have never had an Alabama beer. No, that would be exciting. That's I, and, and it's so cool that, that, you know, in, in this time when we have more craft beer breweries in our breweries period in the United States than we have ever had mm-hmm. that, that we can highlight all of these unique spots, you know, yeah, and, 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 and you're out there doing the good work of helping us reveal some of the places where we can, we can get beers from and supporting our, 
you know, new people who are making innovative things out there. That is just oh, so, it's cool. so fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's super funny. I follow just a ton of craft beer breweries and, and tap rooms on Instagram and mm-hmm. they're just all doing fun stuff, man. I mean, they have cool setups, they have live music, you know, farmers markets, flea markets, stuff going on in their property. I mean, they're just really like the thing I love about craft beer is it's so community oriented. Do you yeah. guys yeah. notice that? They always, it always seems like they're really involved in the community. Yeah, oh, most definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I I always joke that here in Brooklyn, and, and, and as a fellow, you know, County of Kings liver, you probably recognize this. Uh, I love the idea that that we can go into a brewery today, or you can walk into a brewery, and there's like someone with a baby, there's someone with their kids, like people are playing, someone games. with their dog, someone with yep. their dog, yeah, and that there's music playing, that there's tr- my one of my favorite breweries here in Gotham. Uh, spoiler alert: our dear friends at. Uh, Five Bros Brewing Company, which has been a favorite of mine for a very long time, is bringing back their trivia night. And I have missed their trivia night so much. Yeah. Um, and we used to, you know, I used to go play games in their, in their room. It becomes that third space, right? It becomes that community space where we can go and have a beer and be with people. Um, and I love that that's, I mean, for me, that's always been a, like a Brooklyn thing. You know, I go to a brewery and, and, and I see people hanging out with their kids and their dogs and playing games and maybe there's trivia and there's music and stuff like that. But I love that that's, that, that that's been embraced now across, across the country. It sounds like, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like people, yeah. people want to say that they're, they're, everyone gives a lot of lip service to uh, being really supporting small businesses and made in America stuff. And I don't think there's anyone doing it better than craft beer. I totally agree. I'm getting ready to move to Chattanooga, Tennessee Mm -hmm. in August, as you guys know, because we are friends outside of this podcast. Yes. And, you know, again, I follow these these places on um, Instagram and it's so inspiring. I like it makes me excited to want to go. Yeah. Because I see what they're doing. There's, you know, Naked River down there. There's Chattanooga Brewing Company. And they're doing really cool things. They're really just like hosting, you know, farmers markets, flea markets, and bands. I mean, I know I already mentioned that, but just like they're really trying to bring people out, get Mm. people together, especially now that you know, things are kind of winding down with the pandemic, you know, we hope. And a lot, of crossed, yeah. Back, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have been vaccinated and are feeling safer because of the vaccine rollout. And right. they're really trying to kind of cultivate that feeling of everyone is welcome. You know, yeah. I, I feel that very much in beer. Whether you have a baby and you're going to just stay for one beer or if you are like a big group of people and it's a frat party and you want to like drink all day, we have like giant picnic tables and you can be loud in here and we're not going to judge you. So there's kind of all yeah. in the spectrum. Yeah, almost definitely. Yeah, and and, and, and going on with uh, the whole notion of a sense of community, uh, I, I know I, I, I did listen to all that and I'm, 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 I'm still trying to figure out what, what your beer vendor name will be and we'll get to that. I, I don't know if you have any ideas, uh, Beer Wonder. But, uh, uh, I, I mean, I, I it, it well. I mean, we were chatting beforehand, and it does seem that that Molly may be our first beer venture who has come with a name herself, which is exciting. <laughs> Did I break the rules? No, oh, no. no this that, is... That's here's the weird thing is I feel like the more I get to know someone, the more I think of them just strictly as a person, and the person I'm getting to know, and it's hard to slap a label on that person because you you hung out with us and Huck, uh, going to to Grimm and a couple of other places and we, we spent some time together a few nights ago. Uh, and so the more like it, it just like, it's, it's, I think sometimes I'm better at, at, at 
at naming people who are virtual strangers because I can I can pick qualities. No. But you actually yeah. have already forget a name for yourself. Well, we talked about it the other night, but I said hazy lady just because I do love a good hazy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, we don't have many representatives for the IPAs here. I'll be honest. We have no, Hophead Huck, aka Pale Nail, aka Sourpuss, aka Ad 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 Ad. And so, he's not even. He doesn't even. I won't even say his real name because it's exactly. not here. But he doesn't even really drink IPAs anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was saying he drinks. Pilsners. Well, yeah, I, I, I also think, I mean, listening to all of you, every time you interview a brewer and give them your survey, which I, you can give to us in a little while if you want to, okay. uh, I, I always think that like, I feel that the old school brewers are always more into the West Coast IPAs. So I think that like, as popular as the hazy IPAs are, they, they uh, I think there's some, some skeptics out there. So I, I, I think yeah. it's great. There's a lot of skeptics with hazy IPAs and, you know, I think because- Anytime there's a trend, on, there will be, I think, yeah. And and this was a big trend and it came on and it came on strong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel to me with hazies, what makes them so beautiful is it is truly identifying hop character. Yeah. Because there's so many hops in there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're dry hopping, which is not boiling the hops. So it's extracting that aroma and that kind of juiciness. Uh-huh. And so to me, as someone who who really loves the beauty of hops and what they can bring, and not just that bitter piney resin, but that juicy quality. You know, like if you have mosaic in a beer, it just leaps off your tongue. It's like juicy fruit or, you know, citra. And, you know, I, I mean, to me... They're just such a beautiful representation of hops, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are so poorly done now yeah. and they yeah. taste like crap and they're so heavily dry hopped. Mm-hmm. It almost tastes muddy. It almost like muddies the beer down and it's heavy and it's like carbonation cannot even get through that. <laughs> I do like carbonation in my beer, unless it's a stout, then that's like a little different. But so a lot of them are very poorly done. And that's why, again, back to what I said earlier with Sloop, Juice bomb. That is a juicy, hazy IPA, New England style IPA, in my opinion. I don't know if they market it as such. They just kind of call it juicy. But yeah. they were kind of one of the first ones doing that ish. I mean, I know yeah. it's not a Vermont, but um, I, I think it's a beautiful style if it's done well. But there's too right. many in the market now. Yeah. Well, I, here's the thing, Molly. That was honestly one of the most beautiful descriptions of a mosaic hop I've ever heard. Yeah, hazy lady it is. I don't think I we mean, need to discuss I, it like, any further. Yeah. I, I was gonna say if if you're feeling like that that kind of defense of the beauty that can be hops, I feel like that that is a mantle that you have you have you own. And I I for one feel like Hazy Lady is a well-earned uh beer avenger name for you if it is something that you feel good about. I do. I'm hazed and confused, y'all. Oh. I love it. I'm, oh. I came prepared with a pun. Okay. Yeah, I, I, almost, I almost, yeah, I, I almost want to call you hazed and confused instead of hazy lady, but hazy lady yeah. is great. No, that could uh, be that could be good too. That's like one of my all time favorite movies, Dazed and Confused. It, it's a it's a great movie, and it also uh, fits into your uh, your first beer since it's four twenty friendly, and that was a very four twenty friendly movie. So hazed <laughs> That's and dazed. So true. There you go. I love oh, that. It now, all what, comes together. It's a, it it's does. A, it a does. Beautiful layer cake. One of the things we've been uh, highlighting the last uh, few weeks, couple of months, I don't know, as I said, time is a, is a, well, okay. All right. All right. All right. It's a flat circle. Um, <laughs> I that's, that's a McConaughey mashup there. 
we've been talking a lot about how we've been revisiting places we're allowed to revisit and what those experiences have been. Um, and I have a, I have a few. I, in fact, it was funny because on Saturday I was worried, like, I'm not going to have anything to talk about on the show. And then all of a sudden, the last few days, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. I, uh, I just all of a sudden found myself in all sorts of places. The first place I went was the new Alewife. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was funny because it was uh, it looked like it was going to rain all day. And I, I kept hearing all these people are traveling out. So I thought that New York City was going to be a, a, in its own. If you live in New York City or Gotham and uh, and and one of the great things about holidays that you don't travel for is there's a lot more room to breathe in the city because so many mm. people are gone. And so I got in a city bike and I went up to uh, Alewife and almost all their tables were filled. And oh, I was wow. thinking, I guess maybe I can't stay here. And I was explaining to that the guy at the front's like, oh, we'll bring out another table for you. So that was really cool. I had to like, oh. a, so, uh, and, and uh, we had, we featured the, uh, they sometimes come out at night, uh, Imperial Stout, uh, or I guess the full name, name is, they, they mostly come out at night. Mostly. <laughs> gonna I'm going to need to try that one. It's a good one. Uh, it's got like cinnamon and pretzels Ooh. and it's fantastic. Uh, and I had a beer there and I had, uh, and they don't, they don't have a kitchen there, but they always have a food truck and it's always listed on their Instagram. And it was a really, really great experience, but I was like, I was there by myself and at this like table and, uh, and I actually picked up some curtain up beer. We haven't talked about them in oh, a while. I picked not, up no. a four pack of the curtain up, uh, alewife version of it, which if you, if you see that where you live, uh, pick up some of that because that helps to benefit the performing arts. We are still struggling in the performing arts community. Uh, you're hearing all these stories about how Broadway is back, but it's not back till September. And, yeah. uh, and then work is still few and far between. So, uh, so, so find that uh, wherever you can and buy it. Um, I, and I, so I had that and then I decided like, okay, I think I've had enough. This, this is an interesting place. They're curious because they've got an inside space that is not quite near being finished yet. Uh, but they, they're saying they're hoping maybe September. And it looks like there's a lot of fun stuff that that can be going on there. Hmm. Uh, and then I Speaking went down of community spaces. That'll be yeah, exciting. yeah. I mean, they've actually. I think they've been doing like a Tuesday night. Uh, I have probably the wrong night, but they so they do a stand up night once a week there. And I think it's. I don't know if that's in the space, and they do sort of like set up folding chairs or something. But uh, but that was interesting. Um, then I went to uh, this place called Snowdonia, which is down Thirty Fifth Avenue, uh, right near the end train. Um, just cause I like, I wanted to see how they were doing and I just had a really nice evening. We were talking about, you know, like people bringing their dogs to bars. Yeah. And that was one where I just like, okay, there's not many people here and there's not a whole lot of really amazing stuff on draft. They had a nice craft setting stuff there, but I sat down next to this guy who, who was there with his dog, very sweet dog. And, uh, and then he, he took it, took it back to his apartment and then he came back to the bar and I was just like. It was one of those, I was, I was talking to him, I talked to the bartender, talked to a few other people at the bar, which is one of those great things about bar culture. Um, I know that sometimes this is trickier for women because any time a woman is alone at a bar, she'll be hit on and that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but but I hope that you're able to experience this sometimes where those, those conversations you just get into with strangers at oh, a yeah. bar where you'll never even talk to them again, or you might or you might not, but mostly it's just like, we, we, you know, we, we're talking about everything from how the last year has been for us, 
uh, you know, and, and, and how it's all. And, and so I think I, I did have one of those sloop juice bombs there. Mm, yep, yep. Uh, as, and it was, it was just, it was just one of those really great. I, I wound up like staying a lot longer than I expected to. Cause it was just one of those great bar situations. Yeah. That's one of my favorite life experiences to have yeah. outside of like really grand things just on like a day-to-day spectrum meeting a stranger at a bar having a drink you know a beer or whatever it is you're drinking and talking and getting to know someone and kind of letting your guard down a little bit and hearing someone's life story and it just like you can have a really beautiful moment where they give you some advice and you're just like my god you don't even know me and that was so profound you know so that's great i love hearing that yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really nice to feel like it, even though we were talking about our pandemic year, it was just like, it was, we know we've all had this and we've been going through it ourselves and to have that sense of community was, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yesterday I went to a couple places in, in uh, Woodside uh, solid state, which is a great place that focuses on, uh, on local beers. And I want to give a shout out to our friends, Randy and Tina, uh, mm-hmm. Belgian Babe introduced me to them, and they were the ones who introduced us to the Acquired Tastings podcast. They are originally from Arkansas, but it was really great sitting and having some beers with them and talking with them. And it's, uh, I don't know, when you're when you're a real beer geek, it, you get a sense like five minutes in, like, okay, they're on the same page. I can totally geek out <laughs> and not worry that, oh, I'm going into way too much detail and I'm boring them. It was just like... Because they they were telling all these stories about uh, getting an Ubers and going. To, I mean, every 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 brewery we mentioned, they either had been to or wanted to visit. <laughs> so it was, just, it was just a fantastic conversation, um, and I still I'm really grateful to them for uh, for 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 that Arkansas connection. Because yeah, well, Molly, you were talking about about the way that that various places you don't think of as far as beer places, and they gave us they 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 gifted our show with some great Arkansas beers. Oh, it was, now I go it was see. so lovely. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Almost done. Uh, Alcove. I went to after that, which is a really great plate. They have like tapas plates where I had these, these incredible skirt skate skirt steak skewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had some wonderful nitro stout there uh, from a brewery in long Island. And, and, uh, and the Belgian babe had some kind of a, some kind of a, of a salad uh, with, with some, and, and they, 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 they do these, they have these, one of those places where there's like everywhere you look, there's another chalkboard. They have like maybe seven or eight things on draft, but they also have a bunch of wonderful stuff in bottles and cans and cocktails. And it's, it's a great place. What uh, called? It's called um, uh, Alcove, the Alcove. Alcove. It's mm-hmm. in either Woodside or Sunnyside. I'm always, it's always tricky where the borders begin and end. I want to check that out. Yeah, that yeah. one's it, 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 like it was it was it was fantastic. Uh, we were a little a little concerned because it was it was Tuesday night, but they were or no yesterday. I'm sorry, it was Monday night, and they were very very busy. Um, but uh, it was worth the wait. Everything we got there. It's uh, great. Everywhere is so busy. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to see life returning. Yeah, especially way. like Fourth of July week. That that's yep. kind of you know you wouldn't think it'd be so busy. And yes. speaking of our shared experiences on Fourth of July week, uh, mm-hmm. I want to talk about our Sunday night. Yes. Yes. On the actual Fourth of July. On, on, on yes, on Independence Day, uh, American Independence Day, because I know we have international listeners as well. Uh, on American Independence Day, the Fourth of July, uh, twenty twenty one, we all met at the domicile uh, at the undisclosed Manhattan Town location, 
uh, that uh, Hophead, Huck, and Cider Girl share. Yes, and and importantly, it was uh, it was an important Beer Avengers meeting, uh, including uh, Cider Girl, Hophead, Huck, and all of his additional identities. Mother Pucker, who yes. uh, is of course a recurring character, uh, the captain, myself, and of course our new hazy lady uh, yes. joining our crew. Um, so this was this was the first time I think we'd had a a large-scale Beer Avengers uh, uh, kill wall experience in a bit. I'm not yes, uh, you, I, I may have posted one or two of those on our, uh, our, our Instagram, and if, if not, I will definitely do this the week that this is released. Now, Molly, uh, I know this was your first adventure um, at a Beer Avengers deep meeting that doesn't happen at a brewery. Um, how was it for you? It was so fun for me. I I had a great time. You guys are the best. Um, Yeah, it was great. Yeah, to see Hophead Hawk and Cider Girl and the undisclosed undisclosed location in which they live, in which they cohabitate. Yes. And they just had a great little gathering. And we tasted so many beers. Yes. There was one. So many beers. It was like a habanero stout. I don't know if oh, I'm you're talking about back. the uh, space ghost, aren't you? Yeah. What was the spice? It was in not it? only it was not only a habanero. It was a ghost peppers. Nice. Yes. So it was a ghost spicy. pepper stout. Yeah. That was great. I had. I brought a crowler, a big 32 ounce can of Woodsterman because that is one of my one of the best breweries. one of the best Irish stouts I've ever had. I typically don't like an Irish stout because they're they're too kind of watery for me. I like a heavier, you know. I'm like, give me an imperial stout kind of beer. Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, had that like just chocolatey coffee notes to it. Yeah, I like a deep. I like a rich like stout or porter. But the one from Listerman, Listerman, it's called the Shamrock Shake, mm. and they brew it with Irish cream, Ooh. and you just get this nice kind of smooth Irish cream on the finish and it gives it just a touch more body, but was still totally drinkable for, for midsummer. And granted it was not a hot day yeah. in New York city on 4th of July this year, randomly, but, um, you know, a stout went down just fine. So yeah, we had that we had, and what was the one that hop head Hawk brought out? It was like a wine beer combo. Does anyone oh. remember the details on that one? It was pretty phenomenal. It kind of tasted like a sour, Ale, but I think it was Bear like Wonder wine. is consulting the kill wall. I am consulting the kill wall. Keep talking I think about it was, it, 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 it was before yes. you got there, Beer Wonder. Uh, it was, but I, I, can, I, get, I can get the kill wall. But tell us more about how it tasted, Molly. Yeah, it was. It, it tasted more tart. It had that astringent kind of drying finish yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. A little bit of sweetness to it because of the fruit aspect. It tasted a little bit like raspberry to me, almost like a little bit of like a stone fruit vibe to it. It was really lovely. Yeah, and I'm right. not a big sour beer person, but I've gotten more into them lately because they are so nice in the summer. And this one was apparently a hybrid of a wine and a beer. And I can't remember the brewery that it was. I'm yeah. blanking on it. The kill wall is indecisive on this one. It was in a beautiful clear bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a gorgeous pink label. Um, perhaps this is something we will have to consult Huck for our hookups for next week, um, so that we yeah. can make sure that we get that in there. But um, but yeah, oh, it did yeah, sound like an, an absolutely beautiful beer, uh, both in your description of it then and in your description of it that evening. Um, and we drank so many stouts and porters, you would not have known it was the middle of summer. I mean, I, this is just yeah. what I I, I, I think I have a bit of responsibility in that. I, I just me too. Yeah. I bought a yeah. I bought a crowler. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, I, I ruined the trend, I'll be honest, but I had a moment that I needed to have with our oh, dear, you had to, yeah. our dear mother pucker. Um, now, for those of you who listened last week, you may recall that I was enjoying the unicorn farts with all of you. Well, and I did right after we got off the show. That was my second pour that you ex- didn't ex- have to hear. Yeah. You, you had yeah. one there, but but this is a beer I that still I, had, have one, yeah. I had sent mother pucker on basically a wild unicorn chase uh, for for like a year. Where we, she, we were trying to find it for her. And yeah. so uh, having found a four pack, I thought it not only important that we taste it together that evening, but I also sent her home with a pack. And Molly, you also had a chance to taste it. Um, did you have an initial reaction to the unicorn farts made with fruity pebbles and edible glitter? Yeah, you know, I liked it more than I thought I would. That tends to be most people's response, I'll be honest. You know, it, it's such I mean, a, you're, it's like, you're not even a sour fan yourself, Beer Wonder. I know, I know, yes. Yeah, and, and you know, it's like obviously like a hilarious name. I mean, I love that they just went for it with the name. And I listened yeah. to episode 40 where Beer yep. Wonder talks about this. I think it was like on your last episode. Yes. Um, it's a delightful beer. It's smoother. It's like got like more of a malt profile than most sours I yep. feel like and has like a little more depth to it. it it's a really nice beer. I, I liked it. I would totally drink it again. Yeah, most definitely. It is it is a it is a delightful drinkable uh, adventure and I'm glad that Mother Pucker uh, now has her her much coveted can and we had it's a chance about to taste time. It but yeah, sours sometimes for me they're almost like a palate destroyer. It's yeah. like I taste a sour and it's like I can't taste anything else for the rest of the evening. It's like it just yeah. kind of I don't know. I mean and, and I, I was sour patch kids all the time but yeah. Well, I was so glad that you actually uh, ensured that we did have a pilsner before uh, a few of our beers. I thought, Molly, you were doing, or excuse me, um, Hazy Lady, you're doing an excellent job pacing us that evening, oh, at least good. once I showed up, oh, yeah. to make sure that we were, you know, make having our stronger beers and our lighter beers mixed together so that our tongues didn't just completely rebel over the course of the night. <laughs> that can happen. You know, there are yeah. there's actual taste therapists. That's that's a job that people oh, really? have. And, they, and they, yeah, they, they talk about that sort of thing. I don't know much about it, either, but yeah. it's kind of interesting, you know, cause yeah, the tongue is a fascinating thing. It's a muscle, but then it also kind of has this ability to obviously taste things. And yes, yeah, sometimes sour can really sort of kill your palate a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I typically like to, I personally like to finish with a sour, but it was, I did like how we did it. Beer wonder, mm-hmm. like we, had the stouts, then a pilsner, and then the sour. And it was such a nice progression. It was like a really great beer tasting evening. I was so happy with that. And I was really glad I was able to introduce you guys to the uh, the Warped Wing uh, a Baltic Argonaut aged yeah. in rye whiskey barrels. Very that much was uh, superb. From mm-hmm. my Dayton trip. Uh, it was heavy. Yeah, I still have a bourbon version of that in my uh, in my, in my my cellar. So, uh Ooh. That probably make it to at some show. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I did actually want to hop in uh, with a quick hookup from that was submitted to me by one of our listeners, oh, yeah? uh, a gentleman that you, if you are a listener of the show, may know, uh, named the Globe Hopper. Oh yeah, um, who is doing the good work out there uh, and hanging out with my friends uh, over at Five Burrows Brewing Company and as a. Uh, along with another uh, number of different locations. Uh, and he uh, he was listening to our show and wanted to let me know that, unfortunately, I, I mentioned I had attempted to taste a number of my favorite cried beers this year, but I wasn't able to get down to Five Burrows um, Brewing Company in order to get their... Um, their beer this year, uh, which is uh, which is one of my favorites. It's their United by Beer, and I uh, for years and years they've been making it as an IPA. But he did give a listen and let me know that this year um, it is a wheat ale. 
So they're okay. making it as a really delicious wheat ale. Uh, it is supposed to be really kind of classic wheat style with citrus and spices, more of a craft blue moon take, but with a little bit more depth. Uh, and so I wanted to give a g- great shout out, of course, to uh, Globe Hopper, who uh, I'm always happy to hear from in any circumstance. Uh, he and I did a fun pass off via train of some top secret materials the other day. So shout out to meeting me on the Excellent. platform of the Q train and letting me literally throw a bag of something at you uh, during all of that. Uh, and thank you for keeping it here on the podcast and keeping us honest. Um, I am very excited to have a United by Beer with you very soon. I'm excited that we can let uh, Pride spill into July. Uh, just like uh, 28 days isn't enough for Black History Month, 30 days isn't enough for for uh, for Pride Month. Uh, yeah, we need absolutely. to be, and we we still have the, like well, like in the spirit of that, since I had a Pride beer here tonight, um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's celebrate all of that all year long. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I the, here's a bit of a huck up. Uh, well, or more of just more of elaboration. You last week you were talking about the uh, Big Alice beer yep. uh, with the donuts in it. Um, I don't know which one you had, but the one I had last year was called Bodega Breakfast Stout. That was the one. And uh, and the the donut company was called Comfort Land Donuts. Mm-hmm. And the coffee in it was Native Coffee Roasters. And uh, as far as the cinnamon toast crunch, I did a Google search for that, and that's happening everywhere. I know. Everyone uh, just, likes a good cereal beer, but, but yeah, mm-hmm. but 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 uh, I, I just did a search for a cinnamon toast crunch stout, and now I just want to get in a car and drive to everywhere I can find them because they just sound amazing. Uh, yeah, that sounds um, so good. I don't I don't know if we have uh, much other business, but I do want to. This is in beer news. Uh, I I don't know if anyone read that the Goose Island had a had a brewery in Philadelphia area that closed down during COVID times. Yes, I did um, see that. And it is going to reopen uh, as an other half brewery. Yes. Other wow. half is, is, is they're, they're taking over that Goose Island. Uh, as much as I will, I will continue to drink the, uh, the wonderful Goose Island Bourbon County beers. Um, and I'm conflicted because of their associations with InBev. I will still drink those, but I feel like with other half taking over that place, they're, they're probably in better hands. Very much because so. you know I think I think the InBev people will let Goose Island uh, brew wherever they want to, but for whatever reason that wasn't there, and uh, I'm glad Philadelphia is getting uh, getting a nice Brooklyn brewery in there. Absolutely, yeah. Other half makes great beer too. Good for them; they're killing it. Yeah, they really are. Uh, well, Molly, or excuse me, Hazy Lady. I know I will. I will. I have to get used to it. It's taking a moment, but I'm so excited. Um, you, uh, here's the thing. You, you are so active on the social medias. You've got this amazing podcast. Where can people find you if they want to hear more about what you're doing, if, uh, hear about your upcoming cities, follow your adventures everywhere? Where should they? Yeah. Look? So people can definitely find me on Instagram at Molly underscore Bruise Less Traveled. That's my okay. Instagram. I love hearing from people, you know, beer recommendations, city recommendations. People can also check out Bruvana.com and go on there to sign up for the Bruise Less Traveled Beer Club if they want to. But follow me on Instagram. I love it. And your podcast is, I assume, everywhere where people can find podcasts? Yeah. Bruise Less I, Traveled is on all platforms. I have found it everywhere I've looked. Good. At, uh, I found it on Podbean. I found it on uh, Apple Podcasts. I found it on Spotify. It's uh, it's all over. And yeah, th- and also thank you for being on our show. Uh, it's been wonderful. And uh, come back anytime. This was so fun. Thank you guys so much. I've had a blast. 
I'm, I'm looking forward to the fact that, you know, you're, 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 you're located in Brooklyn now and you're going to be our Chattanooga correspondent going forward, but yes. also because of your job, you're, you're like regional all over the place. So, uh, so, so we're really curious to hear of your future endeavors in the field. Yes, look for me in any airport because with Chattanooga, there's always a layover. So <laughs> no doubt. there's no direct flight from well, Chattanooga. So you will find me in any Southeastern airport at this well, point. And airport beers are acceptable at any time of the day, if I recall that's, correctly, right? That's my favorite thing. They yeah. are even when they <laughs> suck. Yeah. It's so true. I had a really bad experience in the Cincinnati airport, but uh, yeah. I'm sorry. We've all been saying positive things about Cincinnati, but no, you know, it's one of those things where... Okay, I know I know we're wrapping things up, but I uh, it was there was there was there was one thing when I was coming back from Dayton. It was one of those really stupid things where they like had like craft beer in the title for the bar, and think okay maybe they've got some good local stuff, and it was all in Bev stuff. Yeah, it's gross. Like, it's, it's like twenty five dollars. Like, like I don't have any other choice but to drink here. Why pretend that it's something better than it is? Because you, you know I'm drinking here either way. It was. Uh, <laughs> just, I thought it was very disingenuous and it made me upset, but I'm, I'm, I'm better now. <laughs> Any other business anyone else wants to to bring up before we wrap uh, this and uh, this up and and go to our off air second pours? <laughs> no, this was so fun. Thank you so much for coming. Hazy lady. It's, fun having it's been you. a pleasure getting to know you in the time that we've had together. And so excited to keep hearing about all of your travels with brews less traveled. And remember Thank anyone out there, if you want to, uh, if you have any ideas for future shows, any comments, suggestions, uh, harangues, whatever you want to do, uh, all you have to do is uh, reach out to us at, at the Beer Avengers and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email us at uh, thebeerventures at gmail.com. Uh, listen to us anywhere you find your podcasts. If you can't find us where you find your podcast, tell us and we'll make sure you can find us there. Um, thank you for listening and uh, Huck's going to play us out now with the beer 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 Avengers beer 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 Avengers beer 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 Avengers we're the beer Avengers I want to hear you say we're the beer Avengers Molly we're the beer Avengers Molly <laughs>